timely than Secret Wars, it's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Podcasting Network, hosted every week by me, Henry Gilbert, that is H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. There's your sound, buddy. Hey, thank you. (laughs) That's uh, regular old co-host Christopher Antista. Very happy to play 60 Spider-Man sound effects. I love hearing it every time, man. (laughs) Can I play Spider-Man driving real fast? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> uh, just imagine Spider-Man like leaning back behind the drive. in the sixties. I don't think he would. I don't think he'd be a one-hand driver. Yeah, I think he would be. His yeah. spider sense can. I mean, Spider-Man really drive like this. Drive. He can do a pinky. He's got power steering. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he could use his sticky yeah. powers to just move it with a pinky. I've seen him. I've seen him balance on his pinky on a, on a flagpole. Ooh. Oh man. Uh, but anyway, that was the Walking Dave. Dave Rudd. Hello. Dave. <laughs> and uh, of course, returning special <gasps> guest Danielle. Hi. Dope. You got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's like the first time somebody has has done it like went in cold with my name and just <laughs> nailed it. Nice work. <laughs> I, I think I've heard you say it before, but I was still like worried. Like, uh, nah. no, you. Okay. Got, I always right. tell people it's like Nintendo. It's the same cadence. Oh, that like is Nintendo. Well, that's Rienno. perfect. It's so easy to remember. I like chili Rienno. There you go. <laughs> I think you mispronounced <laughs> that too. too. No. I, I'm That's starving. Close. I'm That's starving. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this with uh, doing this one on an empty stomach. But, yeah. uh, we're we're all good. But yeah, so it's it's been a fun week, I guess. Didn't and, read that uh, much. Haven't yeah, had a chance no. yet. No, I, it, I mean right. the weekend is normally my time for that. But mm-hmm. not to be too inside baseball. But now that I work out of my house, I consider this a <laughs> prison. So when it comes to the weekend. <laughs> I just I leave and go with my girlfriend and try to get as far away from here as possible. And if I don't bring my comics or iPad, I'm fucked. Um, well, yeah. So you did something in the nature this weekend. I saw. Yeah, I hiked and went to Stanford. Saw Forbidden Planet. Comic book. Not only comic book fans watch. That's like the coolest mainstream science fiction movie. Forbidden Planet. Oh, okay. That's the one. With the lo- one everybody thinks is Robbie the robot. Yes. Well, it is Robbie. the oh, robot. Okay, that is Robbie. It was yeah. his. It was his origin, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. this the first thing Robbie was? It said the credits say introducing Robbie oh, the robot. Perfect. <laughs> Are you guys Perfect. talking about that crummy NES peripheral? No. Robbie the Robot? No, that's Rob. <laughs> okay. They confuse it with the Lost... Robotic operating buddy. <laughs> they confuse it with the Lost in Space Robot, but I love it. I'm watching with my girlfriend, and I'm like, she's like, ooh, who's that guy? I'm like, which guy? You think he's sexy? He's like, yeah, what do you like about him? His voice, his uh, figure. I'm like, come on, keep talking about him. Like, who is that? And like, that is fucking Leslie Nielsen. Yep. And I am so happy. Yes. I am so happy you're crushing on Leslie Nielsen in the 50s. I was waiting for that. I was waiting, like, nah, don't tell me it was Leslie Nielsen that yes. she was. Oh. You love Frank Drebin. This is the best. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it is funny to go back and see when he was, like, not a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, when he. No, well, you that, know, he, became, he wanted to be a yeah, joke. I'm not they, saying, like, we all decided to laugh. The airplane at him. guys were making fun of the kind of movies that he was in. Yeah. Because because he's so good in them. He's so mm-hmm. good in those types of cornball 70s, yeah. uh, very earnest. and Action man. Yes. You know, he was action yeah. man. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the same reason they cast, uh, you know, Robert Stack in, in Airplane as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, watch, oh. watch Day of the Animals. Again, my, one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> He goes crazy outside after the apocalypse or something and tries to rape a woman, oh fails, God. and then Leslie Nielsen, with gray hair, fails, and when he fails to rape a woman, he rips off his shirt and fights a bear. It is, it is one of the greatest whoa. scenes in cinema history. Is, that's pretty nuts. And he loses. He loses the fight to a bear, but he all... Well, I hope a bear he at just, least He deserved him. to lose at what he was doing before I'm that. not, like, lightning is crashing around him, and he's going it's, at a bear. It's, come it's, on! It's uh, pretty wild. Jeez. And you also saw Roger Rabbit in the last did. week, right? Yeah, Good. yeah, that, like uh, it's his favorite movie. It, it's, well, it is. Yeah. It's, it's but I had to. I had liquor drinks, mm-hmm. and that 
I had created a lot of weird tears, and I'm so <laughs> I had to hide from the lady. Um, get, uh, what made you cry like, most during that movie? I, the Donald Duck and Daffy Duck sequence. Mm. Like this is so just because beautiful. they put so much work into it. Yeah, and like like why? Look, the never piano keys are moving like on their again. own accord. Like why did why bother? Like <laughs> I, I would have understood what was happening, but yeah, well, all that trouble. Ri- I think that's Richard Williams' thing yes. as an animator is that yes. it's over animation. Like that no, there's no need for it, but it's just so much more artistically pleasing yeah to see. It, but it's a different kind of way to watch a movie because I think people's problem with CG is when it becomes distracting and you notice you're watching mm-hmm. an effect mm-hmm. you can enjoy <laughs> Roger Rabbit as both a regular movie and just like just watch it for the effects mm-hmm. Bob Hoskins is sitting on a 40 mile per hour stool running around the streets of LA and they're animating a car around him it's phenomenal <laughs> that like, is really cool yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, it's As my As opposed to uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, which, which we all sucked. watched. And <laughs> well, in both those cases, in both those cases, we were like, well, because they couldn't do CG for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not a green background that they're against. They at least have to stand on rocks and, like, that's real water hitting <laughs> yeah. rocks. That was in, there's, like a, there's, like, a discarded movie that fell right in the middle of that movie <sighs> yeah. where they wear oh, yeah. different suits and nothing matters at the yeah, they really not, kill a lot of time on an island to find their new there's magic a whole powers. Plot happening Zords. back in Angel Grove, and the yeah. Power Rangers hang out in limbo. It's that that was way more terrible mm-hmm. than I thought. But yeah. this week, Monday Night Movie, Patreon.com slash Laser Time, uh, we're doing Star Wars Episode Two, our Which second. Is much better. Oh my yeah. goodness yeah. gracious! Yeah. Each month, we're going through every Star Wars film. Which so. people are saying? What do you, do you have an opinion on that? Someone said it's even worse than Menace, and I can't believe oh, it. No, no way! Uh-uh. Yeah. No, I know it's boring. I mean, okay, Phantom Menace at least has. <laughs> There's something there, yeah, yeah. right? It's it's such a glorious train wreck that, that is kind of amusing to watch, <laughs> yeah. you know, occasionally. And of course, if you see that phenomenal like hour long documentary about the making of that yeah. that's on YouTube, which is my favorite yeah, thing to watch if I'm in a bad mood, like I just watch that <laughs> and I'm like, this is beautiful, horrible wonderfulness. Is it the one where you can see people like afraid to say no to yes. George Lucas? Yeah. And, like, and like the producer is like, give him what he wants, like slamming the phone, and George Lucas <laughs> is just like making notes on the on the horrible like he's making yeah. ridiculous neon you know Being highlighter worse. notes on on the actual storyboards and everyone is making a face like they just pooped themselves <laughs> they're like no he's a genius he's a genius it's gonna be fine he's a genius and so like there's at least that element of mm-hmm. phantom menace that's kind of like oh man this piece of shit but like attack of the clothes is a slightly more competent movie i feel like but yeah. it, but it's still just well so yeah. i would say it's competent Over and long it also they got more into fan service of what they thought sure. people wanted. Because mm-hmm. in the first one, they're like, we don't know what you want. Here's here's a dude with two lightsabers. And this one's like, yeah. okay, we've <laughs> talked to the focus groups. You want Boba Fett. Here's basically Boba Fett. You want, you'd want you like to see Yoda doing a lightsaber thing. Here's Indeed. Yoda doing a yeah. lightsaber thing. You want to see uh, ex- more explosions and stormtroopers. Here they kind of are. Yeah, and the ATATs at the end. And all yeah. the, oh, you can see where this is see? going kind of It stuff. has been so long, I forgot about all this stuff. Hey, yeah. Wait, good segue into what you've been reading, because uh-huh. all I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, did, I, I finally dove into Lando, oh, uh, the Star ew. Wars comic. It is I've been absolutely radical, because I don't know where <laughs> it takes place in the storyline. It it's, must be before Empire, it's, right? It's, I think it's before... Like, who... What, what Was he some dignitary in Cloud City? Like, I mean, I think... Well, he was the mayor, the, wasn't like he? Something or like something, that. the administrator of the city. Yeah, yeah. He's, now he's a guy skirting debts and trying to, uh, mm-hmm. like... Like capture bounties, so it has to be way before that. Well, maybe this is like his Breaking Bad style, like ascension maybe. to the <laughs> maybe. Head of Cloud City. And that's, yeah. but it, it's essentially a heist caper. Ooh, and that's, that's yeah, cool, like actually, yeah. H- h- two black twin cat things, uh, Lobot and Lando, <laughs> pull, pulling straight intergalactic heist to oh, that's great. raise money, get him out of debt. Uh, and I, I, 
I thought it was fantastic. Like, I'm yeah. so glad there's a Lando Calrissian comic. And uh, if, have you read the Star Wars comics at all, Danielle? I have not. They're, this sounds fantastic. They're all great. They're yeah, outrageously they really excellent. And, oh, like, fantastic. I'm, again, I'm one of those people who thinks, like, I'm immune to all this Star Wars things. Yeah, I don't care, Reddit. I see that baby wearing the Stormtrooper helmet. I get it. And then <laughs> things like the comics and the new trailer, like they pull me. The comics are so good. They, have, they oh, don't deserve awesome. to be this good. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's just also removed from the Lucas thing. That's speak, sure, sure. Speaking of like being afraid of Lucas, it's funny to see the reverse of. Mm-hmm. They have to be sort of the, the way in PR they're having to balance things of like. We have to be reverent and respectful, mm-hmm. Lucas, because he's still our friend. But <laughs> he did sell us this, and it's ours now, so we yep. can We don't. We're not beholden Billions to him. Billions of dollars. Yes. So they say, like, "Hey, we really respect everything that's been done before us." And they're like, and then people say, "Well, do the prequels count?" And they're like, "Yeah, the prequels count. They're still canon. We're focusing more on the original they trilogy." Are. So the comics nice. take place in nice. between um, four and five. Hope yeah, and Empire. Which is a great place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. Well, it's a three-year gray area where yeah. they clearly go on a lot of adventures between one and, or yeah, four and, and five. They're, they're small adventures, but it does feel like a little Star Wars film. And they hadn't. They've been focusing so much on uh, Luke visiting Tatooine and finding Obi Wan's journal after mm. the events of New. Like it, you forgot about Han Solo's wife. They finally yeah. uh, readdress. Oh, yeah. It's well, a minor spoiler. Well, but I read Star I, Wars I, Eight. Fine. Also, I'm interested. But it was big really. news a couple months ago. So, that I, but yeah, so they. They, this woman showed up named Sana Solo, who is a woman of color, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say, because sure, you can't sure. really say she's, neither Africa nor America exists <laughs> right, in the Star right, Wars of universe. Course, so. Of course, yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but she says like, "Hey, I'm his wife," and it's you know sort so of this action film thing. You see, like, you know, I'm his wife. You're married, and he's like, "Well, I'm, no, I'm not," and or I am, and so you don't know who to believe in this. And, but it is kind of exactly what I predict. I, I predicted a Armis Reynolds situation. Oh uh, and, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. it's just like he keeps trying in the whole issue is like uh, my husband she is not my cut off uh-huh. ah TIE Fighters um, and, <laughs> nice so, so, saved by the TIE Fighters so they don't, on that one. they don't resolve anything there's clearly been they some they want you to buy the next some four issues some, yeah, I just couldn't believe how long it's been like four months since they've addressed that storyline well uh-huh. yeah so they had a fill-in issue mm-hmm. uh, but it was a really good it's really one. excellent it was basically I, I want to tell you the whole story but mm-hmm. it, it took place when Obi-Wan was watching over little Luke and it was basically yeah. Unforgiven starring Obi-Wan where oh, he's yeah. like yeah. I wish I was a Jedi but I gotta be hiding and he's it's mm-hmm. it's and because it's on Tatooine, it really does feel like this is the old west style. Thing. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! Just it's watching really little Luke grow up from a distance, and uh, in that flashback, and, you're like, "This is what the goddamn prequels could yeah. have been." Yes. Why did yeah. you do this? Yeah. Uh, well, that's 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 all for me. Okay, well, I read uh, Star Wars Eight. I also read. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I read Superman Forty Three, which is the next one in the mm. Superman Secret Identity mm-hmm. uh, thing, explaining why Lois Lane gave a secret identity away. Mm. Heard about this. Yeah. So, when the idea was introduced to me, it really pissed me off because I was like, I like Lois and Clark as a couple. I actually do like and some an of the ABC stuff. show. <laughs> Less so the ABC show. But I, I like them as a couple, though I, I also do like Wonder the Wonder Woman Superman thing has been mm. interesting. Especially they've been doing something really neat in there. Superman has been depowered some, so he's kind of strong, but he, he is not, he's clearly, he can't fly and he's mm. not as tough or as strong as Wonder Woman. And so it's this weird That's situation where Wonder yeah. Woman is like flying him around and like protecting him. In, so they're not equals anymore. So it's it's weird to see them navigate that, or it's interesting to see them navigate That's that. It's actually fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, should, I should totally read that. Yeah. It's worth reading for that. Also, uh, real quick aside, in the newest Sensation Comics, mm-hmm. 
which is an out of continuity Wonder Woman storylines. Clark Kent sees her presiding over like a two women getting married. And, and, oh, cool. And Clark, That's awesome. And then Clark Kent, the line Clark Kent says her is like, I didn't know Wonder Woman approved of, of gay marriage. And then she responds with like i come from an island of women we just call it marriage like, just, <laughs> oh my god that's great it was a really great line wow that's uh, awesome uh, but anyway in the so the story's not all it seems of like it wasn't just lois stabbing him in the back for the news of like revealing his secret identity uh and so there's there's some interesting explanation with that and it's got a whole thing about like hackers and, and the planet. power of uh, yeah it's hacking the planet for but it's but it's <laughs> It's really the power of doxing, which is all too real in the news oh, yes. now. Oh, yes. I guess technically you say a super hacker doxed Superman and is trying to blackmail him into doing stuff for him. Mm. And so Lois realizes the only way to beat it is to just out Superman it, first. Mm. Yeah, out Superman first. And and so also if you wondered what this about the size of Superman's penis, I did. That is <laughs> always. This too. So, always. Yes. So one of the goofy side effects of Superman's new power, his like solar explosion bomb Shrinkage. power, is that it burns off all his clothes. Which, oh. yeah, and oh so my. which basically has led to like two different scenes where Batman is hanging out with nude Superman, <laughs> explaining stuff to him. <laughs> um, but so this time Superman doesn't. He has to get pulled away by Lois and Jimmy Olsen and this <laughs> new character. And then Superman wakes up in Lois's bed because that's where they dropped him off and. He looks down. He's like, "I'm naked." Like, and they're like, "Hey, it's cool. We're all adults here." And then they said, "Hey, yeah, I heard you were human, but you're impressively human." <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Good yeah. for Superman. That's. So I, yeah. I do think. Couldn't they? They can I don't dress know, put underpants yeah. on or something. It's not like, like he's too strong for clothes, right? You know yeah. the mandate: no underpants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Those only Superman. go on over the tights. Yes. Well, yes. now he doesn't yeah. anymore. That's true. Maybe Superman just goes commando all the time. Zack Snyder didn't like it. So, yeah, that was interesting. I also read Silk, number six, mm. which uh, is this really interesting book about the other woman who has spider powers who isn't Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. And she has this interesting story of her, like, trying to get back in touch with the world because she has been, like, locked in a box for 12 years. And so oh my. it's mm-hmm. it's really, I, I like it. So she's, I really, a, she's a clone, though. Peter, no. Or Peter, she, they're... they're Nope. They, no? She was also bit by the spider that, that bit the, Peter. Like, they have the exact same powers where Spider-Woman mm. doesn't have the exact same well, powers. Well, no, actually, no. Silk doesn't have the exact same oh. powers as Spider-Man. She's not as strong, but she's way faster. Mm. And she can shoot webbing out of her fingers and control it. So. Oh, it's biologically? Like the movies? Yeah, though, mm-hmm. a little. she has a little bit more under control. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's a cool book, and it's getting a neat reboot when uh, Secret Wars is over. And also, lastly, I read Secret Wars Secret Love, which mm-hmm. was one-shot... Of all these little stories about couplings that can now happen in the what if scenario of Secret Wars, and uh, the, I, I only read about half of it, but I just read my two favorites, which were um, Iron Fist and Misty Knight together. Who mm-hmm. I, they're both these '70s characters who always been paired together. Uh, Iron Fist is the blonde white dude who learned kung fu from the secret kung fu city of Kunlun, and nice. then Misty Knight is basically she's Foxy Brown. But with a robot arm and, and like huge afro, she's awesome. And both of them don't get to do enough, I think. And so it was fun. And they've had like this on again, off again relationship. I want to call her Jaxie Brown. And so the story is like them on their date. And they're married with kids, and they're like they're having their date night. Mm. And it's, it's a cute little story. And there's also one where uh, Sil- Squirrel Girl wins uh, a date with uh, with Thor. And so it's her, like going going to this superhero dance with Thor. Though it's funny what they snuck in in the 
story, the artist drew all these, like, without ever commenting on it, he drew all these people dancing together that, like, you'd never see dancing together. And if they did a story, I feel like he wouldn't get away with it. But it was like, Magneto was, like, carrying Professor X dancing <laughs> together. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But, like, Miss America was dancing with Kate Bishop. And, nice. like, I think one was, like, Namor and Quicksilver. And I was like, this is strange. Oh, that, they have that, similar haircuts. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. It, it was all very cute. It was all very cute. And then and then there's a bit where Squirrel Girl names every one of Thor's abs. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, uh, and lastly, what I read, I didn't want to say, the Black Panther collection from the 90s just got recollected, which mm-hmm. was this great book by Christopher Priest, who, uh, he's like, especially in the 90s, he mm-hmm. was one of like two black men employed by Marvel to write comics. Oh, wow. And and he actually, he, he writes it in the book that he had been running away from Black Panther his whole career. He's yeah. like, I don't want you to just tell me Black Panther because I'm the black guy. And he said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to write the story I think which would happen because Black Panther, if you don't know, he leads a fictional African nation that is a very traditional in style, but also the most technically advanced nation in the world and has the only of a certain mineral, uh, Mm. the vibranium. And he said, in the real world, America would have declared war on that country (laughs) and war had deposed its ruler and taken all the shit. Yeah. And so that yep. was the story he had to write. And he, he got away with it. He, he co-created Quantum and Woody, which is so yeah, funny. I it, love Quantum and Woody. Yeah. It's such a funny book. I haven't read the new stuff. All right, but uh, let's ask our guest <laughs> now. Yeah. What have you been reading? Well, I went to Japan. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, you were talking. <laughs> you were month. just about to go to That's Japan. That's right. I was, like, I was like the day before, I think. Yeah, actually. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I got on a plane that morning at like 5 in the morning or something <laughs> ridiculous. And uh, on the way over, I read Lumberjanes. Yeah, a whole oh, yeah. bunch of Lumberjanes. The first, oh man, four ish issues, yeah. I think. Um, I think I might have been up to date at the time, but mm. I'm not entirely sure. Me either. That yeah, was that was fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I, really I love that, that book. I, I really like that book. That was, really, it's really started that that book. Lumberjanes bothered me so much because I feel in touch. And then you're at a comic con and like, what the hell is that? Oh, that's Lumberjanes. <laughs> what is, is Lumberjanes? And it's uh, it's kid friendly, right? And it I think is. That's why it's that's, definitely kid friendly. That's why it yeah. didn't. I, I think it didn't immediately jump out at me at my local comic store. But I eventually picked up the first trade, and it's absolutely charming. And I love a good camp story. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's super cute. Yeah. And who's your favorite of the of the girls? Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really hard. I, I totally forgot right, all I'll, of their come, names. Come back yeah. to me on okay, that one. Okay. I, I enjoy all of them. Samantha. For their personalities. I, <laughs> Samantha. Mm. I'm sure one of them is named Hannah, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, it was a good guest. Uh, I thought that was adorable. I caught up with Saga. That was fun. God, yeah, yeah that's such a great book. Good yeah, I, I've been waiting for the trade, which the fifth trade mm. will be coming out soon. No, so, I, bought, yeah. I bought the fourth volume like a month ago, and I haven't checked it out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm way behind. Oh, man. I, I was hoping they'd delay it again for like another year so I could just take my time just, with it. Just taking your sweet time yeah. going through. Oh, man. Uh, and the, the big thing I wanted to, to come to this with is mm-hmm. I started reading Transmetropolitan. Ooh, oh, yeah. The wow. very first, I think the first trade, actually, so it's the first six or seven issues. I did, too, oh, a, so. couple week, a couple months ago. Oh, yeah, wow. I'd never read it before. I, I had no exposure <laughs> to this. Neither. I had no idea what I was picking up and going into. And I have a lot of thoughts about it. Oh, <laughs> so please. I don't know if, if now no, is the I right time. No, I want to talk time, all about it. No, do I, it. Like, recap what it is for yeah. people. So, okay, yeah. this is a late 90s. I believe 97, maybe? Mm-hmm. 96, 97. Look it up. Uh, yeah, keep going. That up. It's sort of uh, so it stars Spider Jerusalem <laughs> as a really misanthropic uh, 
journalist yeah. who begins uh, the entire story Arisha. living out in the mountains. He has, mm-hmm. he has been isolated for a few years. Cutting himself off from human That's human right, because he can't stand human beings. Yeah. Uh, he's and right he eventually, out of money. Sounds yeah, a lot like me in money. freshman year of high school. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, you know, I feel like it sounds like a lot of us in the late 90s, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and so he, he sort of, he has used all the money for an advance on a book, and he, the, you know, the publisher has called him in and been like, you know, we have a contract, you have to come back in and write books. So he comes back in, he starts writing about the world, the, the city, which is, mm-hmm. you know, a nameless, you know, mega massive city that is basically a country. It's its own society. Uh, yeah. And it's this extremely far future. Everything is, it's a little bit cyberpunk. There's it's, all sorts of weird things going on. Technology is way beyond anything. Struck me as fifth elementy. Yes, Futurist, very much. Futuristic, but filthy. Yes. <laughs> and, well, filthy and also, and, yeah. yeah, and he'd run by, there'd be so many like gags drawn in the margin. Yes. Like yeah. he'd walk by like the kind of freak creatures you'd see on the cover of like Weekly World News. Totally, back in the day. totally. I love the art style of mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah. first and foremost, that's what's jumped out at me, and I dig it so much. Like, everything is very gross and mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. And there's like, you know, it's it's kind of it's it's jumping out at me that it's super '90s as well. There's yeah. like boobs and like ladies <laughs> of the night everywhere you look, yeah. basically. And there's a lot of like juvenile humor, which I don't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. I'm a very juvenile person. <laughs> uh, so there's a ton of stuff kind of going on in every uh, in every sort of yeah. It's I mean, not he's frames. Got his... I'm thinking. In terms of film, is it pa- panels? panels okay. In yeah. every panel, there's you know a million things sort of happening. But yeah, I mean when you have him. when you have a character who has like a gun that makes people shit themselves. Yep, like that, <laughs> he sure like, does. It's wow. Hard not to get scatological there. Yeah, yeah, the highest setting for that is prolapse. Yep, oh. yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's a rough one. Yes. Trunk butt. I love that's it. A, that's a big rough one. <laughs> yeah, it's. No, I love that book. I I haven't read it since it ended. Like I read it currently then, mm-hmm. and now I'd love to reread it because I wasn't that familiar with the work of Hunter S. Thompson, and now sure. that, and now that I've since like become a little. I'm not saying I'm an expert on it, but I'm a little more familiar. I'm like this guy. Jerusalem does seem very Thompson. Well, I mean, especially living Absolutely. in a cabin. He even looks coming. like him. You yeah. know, he's yeah. bald with the you know. I think the only sort of dated aspect of it, and I think we'll all we can all uh, relate to that, is that he's a writer. That's in demand. Yep. People seem to want to yep. pay him He's a lot a of money for writing. And everybody wants to pay him a lot of money yeah. to be for a writing. journalist. Well, <laughs> and also, technically, <laughs> the newspapers sort of exist. In they this do. Time. Yeah. yeah. The feed, they're all feeds, you know, yeah. in this world. But you know, it's it's a lucrative job to be a journalist, no, I, and it's it's like a sought after job yeah. too. Like he has an assistant who is going to school for journalism, and like mm-hmm. she expects to have a job with yeah. this, well, and it's oh, like oh, and also uh, he has like almost like a 007 license to kill type thing. Yes. He's like I've got my journalism license. I can do whatever I he want. He can go anywhere. He can like go hang out with the president. <laughs> he can go hang out with anybody because he's a journalist. Now, like, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. reading this and I'm cracking up. And I'm just like, oh, we were so naive in the 90s. Yeah. This couldn't last. Ellison couldn't last. has always been a futurist, though. If you look yeah. at the stuff he's done lately, it's like, boy, your picture, your dream of the future like gets darker and darker each year, which is weird because if you back then you think, oh, Transmetropolitan really thinks the future is going to be fucked up and now if you read what he thinks the future is going to be like, oh boy. <laughs> Much worse. Yeah. Because there's still a hopefulness about this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my biggest issue with it is that he himself is so over the top unlikable. Like, <laughs> he's the kind of anti-hero prototype. It's like and the again, this is bastard type of yeah. thing. Yeah. And this, this sort of thing is overplayed now, which I'm sure it wasn't in the late 90s. You know, this is one of those things where going back and reading something, mm-hmm. it just feels maybe a little dated where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you want to kill everyone you think everybody sucks i get it like we've kind of seen that beneath it all you've got a tender heart that cares that's Mm -hmm. right beneath it all he wants the world to be better you know it's one of those which i i mean i 
like that overall, but it's definitely a little overplayed in yeah, 2015. But point, that's yeah. not a criticism of a work from the late 90s because that's kind of unfair to assume it has all of that sort of going for it. Um, but I, I'm really, really enjoying it overall. Mm-hmm. Like the tone I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm enjoying the just weird, wacky art of all this mm-hmm. weird future technology that's going on. And he basically has Star Trek technology, but everything's gross and, yeah. and, and kind of dirty. No, yeah, I, I love it. It also is... It'd be interesting to go back to it, too, because it's so clearly, like, pre-9-11, pre-Bush administration. Yes. And it's, it's oh like, my these God. were our concerns from our politicians. <laughs> and, like, there, I mean, stuff with blue dresses come into it, even, like, mm-hmm. to make the commentary clear enough. But it's basically, like, some character, you're like, oh, this guy's Nixon, this guy's Clinton, I guess, totally. or a very evil version of Clinton, perhaps. <laughs> But yeah, I I I would like to revisit that one. I like yeah, that I, one. I need to get back into. I picked it up in a Comicsology sale and uh, got distracted. But I read the first couple issues and like, yeah, this is way better than I expected. Yeah, um, I'm having fun with this. Well, thank you for reminding me writing yeah. that yeah, down. Yeah, no, totally. It's it's pretty rad. I, I just want to go back to the '90s. Like that's what it's doing to me. Like it's making yeah. me want to go back to like you're saying. Like that's what we thought of our politicians then. Like, yeah. man, mm. this well, was a lot nicer. And then like still good. Yeah, and then Seinfeld is on. Well, you'd hear like this thing called the Files is awesome. Yeah, you hear about this thing called the Drudge Report, and you're like, "What's that? Now everything's a goddamn Drudge Report." Yeah, it's. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, just real quick, what did you think of Japan in general from your first time there? It was, was your first time? Incredible. It was my first time there. It sounded like a very hot one. It was was really. Oh my god. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I had a real oh, tough yeah. time there when I went in for TGS. Yeah, that was sure. September heat, but I... Yeah. This was July. In Kyoto, Ooh. and I was reading yep. from, like... <laughs> the thing I know how it was so hot was that Dale North, like, he was complaining about the heat. And I know from him... Isn't he from the South Well, he's or? He's from the South, but he also lived a good while in Japan. He's lived mm-hmm. in Japan, uh-huh. and he's also one of those guys that, like, if you're... I've, <laughs> I mean, He's a cool guy, but I'm just saying that... When I'm there, I'm like, oh, this isn't this is a little hot. And he's like, Psh, I'm a Japan hipster. I know everything about Japan. This is nothing. <laughs> and so he's even saying like, guys, I am in Japan all the time, and this is crazy hot. It was like, it was really hot. It was like 93, 94 degrees almost mm-hmm. every day with like mm-hmm. full humidity. Uh, really, really hot and sunny. I like. Heat. I'm one of the only nerds. I know there's a giant divide between people who like hot weather and cold weather. Mm-hmm. I don't like cold weather, but I do like hot weather. So I was, I was having fun. I was running every day in that. I was Whoa. fine. Every other person on my trip with me got heat stroke Whoa. at some point during the trip, besides Man. me, and I was the one running like six miles a day. But that's fine. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> I'm, well, used, I, I'm used to training in the heat. So. I'm, con- I'm more yeah. concerned about being the American stereotype, yeah. more specifically the. <laughs> Lobby, stinky, sweaty American stereotype. There, there were a lot of showers. Yeah, yeah. I carried deodorant around. I, I, I remember <laughs> I like, I, I'm being careful. Going in August, I would go, I'd take a shower and like I can't get dry. I can't get <laughs> yeah. dry ever. Yeah. What's happening? It's it was it was extremely extremely hot, but mm. I absolutely loved it. You're in Kyoto? Actually, the weird thing. So I was in Kyoto, and then I was in Osaka, and mm. then I was in Tokyo, mm. which was really interesting because I, in Kyoto, I did yeah. a ton of outdoor stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we went to Arashiyama, which is, like, yeah. close yeah. by, and we saw the monkeys and did some I hiking. got a video from the monkey park, yeah. This we put so it up on our great. YouTube channel. Isn't yeah. it wonderful? The monkeys the, are little macaques. Uh, yeah. I'll show you the video later. It was really cool, like, They're, sticking a GoPro in all their faces. They are the... rad monkeys. <laughs> we, we thought, like, you know, we, we, you know, we don't speak Japanese, so, like, we, mm. you yeah. know, hearing about tourists stuff we thought it was just kind of like a zoo at the top no they're just free just roaming monkeys they're just hanging out like yeah. hey whatever 
<laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and then in Osaka, we did a lot of... I went to a video game bar every single night in Osaka yeah. called oh, Space I, Station. Okay, Space Station. I, I, I went to one. Uh, Daniel Fight took me to one in mm-hmm. Osaka. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, I met up with him and did karaoke with him oh, at that, one point. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I had done karaoke. Next time, Daniel saw Next time. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, was one of them... Uh, the one in Osaka I went to was like upstairs and it had like Nintendo power covers on the yes. wall what? and stuff. That yeah, place actually, that's, so... I think that's Space Station. That's Space Station. Yeah, because they yeah. have art and, and Nintendo power stuff everywhere. And um... they have every sort of video game toilet, not every, but they have like paintings of video game toilets in the bathroom wow. <laughs> on tiles. It was amazing. That is <laughs> awesome. I didn't use the so bathroom good. there. I didn't even get to see that. It's worth it just for that. You yeah. need to start planning another Japan trip. Yeah. Oh, that's, man. Well, this I mean, is... the, hey, we're so rich from Patreon. We should know it all on that. No. I had to say, Osaka. I wasn't expecting this to be the case, but I think Osaka was Osaka. Sorry, mm-hmm. was my favorite city that I went to. I loved Kyoto for sort of the outdoorsy yeah. stuff that I did there, mm-hmm. uh, and I loved Tokyo for Yoyogi Park. That was my favorite part. Yeah, of it. It's park just going to the park yeah. multiple the, times. The teenage Yogi Bear cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Yo Yogi. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's one of the botanical gardens in yeah. it, right? Yeah, botanical yeah. gardens, and it's there's a whole Olympic park. And actually, yeah. my last night, this is like one of my best memories of the trip. It was the first time I felt okay, sort of going off entirely by myself. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time I was there with friends and my girlfriend and everything, and like you know, we sort of stuck together because I can't read a word of Japanese. Yeah. But this is the first time I was like, I know where to get off, I know where to go, and I went for a run around the park at night, and then I sort of went to the track where this is like you know where they had the '60s Olympics, I guess the '64 yeah. Olympics, wow. and I just saw hundreds of runners. Just, really, and I felt oh, very much awesome. like I feel at home. Like these are my people running around a track. Like oh, it was, it was good. The great. only thing I didn't like about Japan. And this is because I'm a vegetarian. I couldn't eat a damn thing. I had to yeah. like basically cook for myself the whole time. I was time. worried about that when you had that headed out there. <laughs> Thank I God I like, threw off those shackles uh, I, right oh before man. my Japan. Shot. I went there as a pescatarian, and like, which oh, is okay. like, okay. there's fish and, everywhere. And but like. there were so many times where I was about to eat something, and was like that's beef broth. I'm yeah. like, oh god damn it! Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you have to yeah. like, you can't you just tell by know. the pictures. Yeah, they, yeah. They have to. Yeah. The second you taste it, you're like, oh, why is this? Why does this curry taste better? Is oh, there, it's pork. Is it's there pork. a word you learn just to express like vegetarian? Well, I, I, my friends, two of my friends speak some Japanese, and we're able to mm-hmm. sort of get that across. And like, you know, I, I was able to sort of figure things out. But for the most part, thank God we had kitchens, and I was able to like make oh, myself oh, awesome. See, food. that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, like an Airbnb kind great. of thing. You did yeah. Airbnb, right? We did Airbnb, except for the first night. <laughs> We get there. We get to Kyoto. Mm-hmm. We're all tired. You know, we have woken up at four in the morning mm-hmm. at whatever time it was. Mm-hmm. So this is like That's 36 hours day. later yeah, or some it's... crazy thing. And our Airbnb host totally ditched us on the Whoa. first one. We just had to find a hotel like that Jeez. night. That's awful. Sucks. Especially because Kyoto, like Kyoto, like we're saying Patreon. It's not that expensive to do the Japan <laughs> thing. Uh, we got our tickets for like, I think, seven fifty for by buying oh, them a, nice. like months in advance. Yeah, yeah if you yeah. buy in advance. Enough, and yeah. Kyoto was more expensive to stay in. It was cheaper to eat in. Like, just unbelievably it's not, cheap. It's not too bad to actually drink, eat stay in. there, too, yeah. and to eat. Like, it's it's weird. Like, getting there, you know, obviously the flight is the most expensive yeah. part, but I was shocked at how affordable Japan Dude, is got, to just go. Yeah. We got by like on $20 a, $20 a well, day. And the exchange rate's yeah, awesome right now, too. Oh, yeah, it's great. We're lucky for that. We benefited. And then, uh, then in uh, uh, Tokyo is even cheaper to stay in. Yeah, than, uh, it was Kyoto. it was fairly inexpensive. We mm-hmm. stayed in like Ikebukuro mm-hmm. sort yeah, of area that's where, and that's loved we it. There were a million love hotels. And yeah, I yeah. went to a public bath. It was oh, oh my wow. God. Did I you? went to a cat cafe. Oh, no. <laughs> Your awesome. cat cafe looked way better than our cat okay. cafe. Those experience. cats were very excited and happy. Oh, ours were like and cuddly. Our cats were, were the most bored in the world. They were all just like dead asleep and and also it was completely silent there. Like I felt yeah. 
was like, I'm ruining oh. everybody's fun here. Like, oh, no. People yeah. are sleeping in there, too, right? Uh, totally. Yeah, actually, yeah, like people you went there for a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I got to explain to those guys what a katatsu was because we were sitting at a katatsu. I was like, oh, because this was in November when we actually could dress like, I guess, regular San Francisco. Right, outfit. right, where it's not. Uh, like, okay, we got to get to Dave. We, yes. Sorry. I have oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, going on and on no, about no, Japan. No, I wanted to hear all about this, but we got to get checked. You want to hear more about Japan? We talked to our buddy Evan on our bonus Patreon show. Patreon.com slash laser time. He lives in Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, awesome. But anyway, okay, Dave, it's time for Dave's homework. Yep. So this is a double dose of yeah. Dave's homework. I'm going to improvise I, a sting for this. Let's see if I can... No, yeah. I don't like, I like the that HBO one. theme. No. It's no. too long. But it's it's regal. It makes me feel like this is an event. You remember this one from our youth? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's the old Vaguely. HBO feature presentation yeah. where they fly over a village and they oh, think great. it's so dumb. Yeah. Oh, keep, uh, keep going, So I, I had two... Yeah, things yeah, for so homework this Danielle, week. Danielle, if you don't know, Dave is slowly getting back into comics, yeah. joining oh, us yes, on the show, right. so we're filling him in with... Uh, I, I think this is a great concept. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, the two comics you gave me, one I really, really liked. Uh, I bet was, it was Secret Invasion. No, it was uh, the uh, Book of Doom. Oh. Book of Doom. This was, yeah. your first, <laughs> this was your first Fantastic Four book. Yeah, well, the, Fantastic Four in quotes. They're really they're not, not really in all that much. But it, <laughs> so it is Batman Begins for Doctor Doom, basically. Awesome, yeah. so, awesome. A little yeah. mini series. I am borrowing this next, but yeah, it's yeah, like just kind of a great like rise to power story. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for what he, he's barely in the movie, Doctor mm-hmm. Doom. No, I didn't that, know that guy's not Doctor I, Doom. In the yeah. movie. I didn't. I, <laughs> trash know, bag man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, the guy who uh, shoots mind bullets and plays Assassin's Creed with his face. Yeah, and disappears <laughs> for like forty minutes yes. in the middle, like that. And this is the inverse. <sighs> like this is his entire story. <laughs> Him mm-hmm. like overtaking an entire country, mm-hmm. like finding out like what kind of in, well, not inspires him, but like what drives him to do what he does, and it doesn't mm-hmm. really, it doesn't totally paint him in a bad light, which it was really, you know, kind of cool overall it's, it's story. It's a great rags to riches story because yeah. he starts as a poor gypsy who just kind of is really smart and yeah. then gets taken to America by Shield. And what I like about it too, it never invalidates any of the. Of the hokey old Jack Lee, uh, uh, Jack and Cur- Jack Kirby, Stanley yes. stories, mm-hmm. it still is like no, he was a he was he lived the life of like a 1920s gypsy, and mm-hmm. and he and then he went to Empire State University with <laughs> Reed, Reed Richards. He lived that share song. Uh, <laughs> well, he was like he was in fake a fake Eastern European country, mm-hmm. Latveria, which I guess you think it was like Bavaria plus Germany. I suppose. I think could I could convince it. a kid it once existed for real. I thought well, I had to look it up. Could. Given by how much change overall, most those American have had. kids yeah. can't don't know much about outside of America. It changes every three or weeks. Or half of America. Latveria <laughs> is a very. It sounds like a country. Latveria. Yeah. To, to be honest, if you ask well, me to find Wisconsin on a map, I don't. Latveria. Latveria. The island of Nepos. He's Greek. I think he's supposed yeah, to be I think Latveria sounds more accurate than Meepos. I would like Meepos. I almost had you though. I uh, almost had you. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. What was else? What was I going to say about this? Um, yeah, like there weren't that many conflicts in the book, which was kind of mm. crazy. Like the the like the most uh, uh, harrowing tales in it are like him getting stuck on Everest and like it's weird. Like Doom, like battling the elements and like that's the biggest <laughs> yes. like oh, Doom versus nature. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I didn't, you never think a supervillain could, could be like could die of you know frostbite exposure being, yeah yeah but lack like, of galoshes and and the, yeah. and the scene where he where his father dies is mm-hmm. like also set during like a crazy snowstorm so like that's really frightening and kind of it's a, it's an amazing story the deadpool i liked but uh, deadpool secret invasion that's yeah. such a fun story though yeah i felt like i was it was a it was a good standalone story but mm-hmm. 
seeing as how I've never read another Deadpool comic, Maybe. it was referential on a lot of other stuff. There's like Those, his interactions with what is a Cable, I think. Yeah, mm. I just and, the Cable are bros. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, Dave Cable I, is the dullest uh, hero in the Marvel yeah. universe, and they make a, it's a good it's a good oddball pairing. Yeah, and it's all it was a little bit difficult to keep track of because I think he's like having conversations with Cable, but yes. I feel like he's also having he's conversa- got two voices in his head. That threw me off. Okay, his, yeah. his other Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, incarnations. Three. Yeah, have you played the Deadpool game? I did. This is all I know about. Not all. It's <laughs> uh, most of what I know about Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But apparently, folks who like the comic and mm-hmm. like the Deadpool character actually liked that part of the game. The, yeah. the story was actually like the game, captured him. Yeah, the game got him to a degree. I think it wasn't the best game. It could have been. Yeah, but it wasn't the best game, but it was a fun. I thought it's not a good comedy for him. At least. Yeah, I was building a pitch for a Deadpool because, like, I'm sick of hackneyed narrative devices in order to get players to commit horrible acts of violence Deadpool would do that anyway Mm-hmm. Uh, and his head yeah. will tell him where to go, and this could be a completely entertaining thing. And all this pretense of stupid story in a lot of games can just go out the window because he's fucking Deadpool. Well, also in Deadpool comics, it's over the top and yes. crazy for Marvel mm-hmm. for him to kill hundreds of goons, but that's exactly what you do in every single video exactly. game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Deadpool so, like, fits He's there. the perfect game character, and I think yeah. it sucks. I, have, I still have not played the game, actually. It's not bad. Yeah. I, I think I, I gave it like a six or a seven when mm. I reviewed it a couple years ago. I know ago. It, was, it was pulled off of online. So, so I, I was oh, with him. I, I bought. Yeah, I just Marvel, went like bought yeah, a Marvel, couple copies. Of Marvel licenses run out sometimes without yeah. warning. So, oh yeah. man, I have a copy of it. Maybe I should. You should hold on to it for a yeah. long time. <laughs> Keep and you'll have to. It's one of those things that might not. I mean, you're lucky those MVC games got re-released. I, what other you Marvel still can't game, touch them now? Any LJN, Spider-Man, and Punisher games being re-released? I, I want that. Say, I love Sega Spider-Man arcade <laughs> so much. I want to play that. Did you play that back in the day? A million years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, it's the only game you'd ever get to see where Submariner is one of the main three. Ca- like <laughs> Spider-Man, Submariner, Black Cat, Hawkeye, <laughs> like. Spider-Man, the most great. exciting Marvel character with three of the least popular editors. <laughs> That's pretty rad, yeah. This was an arcade game? Mm-hmm. So three people had to play... It was called had... Spider-Man Arcade, and it was like, wow. I call Spider-Man, and then everybody and else, everyone else has to deal like, with uh, the others. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. could have had a yellow spider Now it would be different spiders, because every mm-hmm. Spider-Man game I'm playing, oh, you're Baghead, and... You well, know. yeah, they've, there are 8,000 different <laughs> versions of Spider-Man. Yes. That's the point of Spider-Verse, even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, but so Dave, you would say you liked Do- Books of Doom more than Deadpool yeah, Secret yeah. Invasion. All right, well, let's do your new... I loved him giving the scrolls cancer. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was awesome. good. The uh, chair made oh out of my. explosives is also great. So, All right, Dave's new homework. The, the new homework this week, first off, is Hitman. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, comedy book from the mid-'90s where... Uh, this guy, this hitman in Gotham gets superpowers and he uses that to instead become a superhero to just be better at killing people for okay. money. And obviously, as you can see from the cover, Batman doesn't like that. that oh, he more... does not seem to be a fan of this. No. <laughs> that is one of the most 90s covers I, I have love ever it. seen. It reminds me of uh, Brett the Hitman heart with the glasses. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it works. All right, then we've got Batman Detective. Now, this was when uh, Paul Dini took over the book, and he uh, co-did it with this artist I really love, J.H. Williams, who he's the co-creator of Batwoman, uh, and he did the art on those books. But these are just single-issue Batman adventures that are all just great. They're just, you know, one-and-done stories of Batman being a detective and stuff. I think it actually has one of my favorite bits ever where I I should be moving on to the next one. I just want to tell you real quick. (laughs) There's this funny one where the Riddler and him are teaming up to solve of a mystery and the Riddler takes him to takes Batman to an S&M club and he thinks he's going to freak uncomfortable Batman he thinks he's going to freak out Batman but Batman's like oh hey he talks to the owner like I saved you guys that one time right we shop in the same other store 
Also, yeah. my co- my I've, I'm wearing a bat costume made out of like yeah, well, crazy. Yeah, he's got a le- leather like, fetish suit yeah. on right now. Well, see, <laughs> see that's what I think. Like, yeah. That's what I liked how it undermined that thing because you feel like it would be oh, Batman has all these like he has this repression and now Riddler's trying to make him recognize instead. Batman's like oh yeah, hey everybody and your healthy S <laughs> and M relationships. Like, anyway, <laughs> another Batman Thanks. one, Batman Earth one, which is Ooh, uh, basically that. a new Batman movie. Like if they were to make a Batman movie mm-hmm. now, it'd probably. So, Al- what Alfred's like a hardcore mercenary. Alfred's pretty hardcore in this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say. I don't know if Jeremy Irons can be this hardcore in the uh, movie. Simple Simon. Simple and then simple lastly, the one you keep skipping, dude. Justice, Justice, the first League Justice League book, the new Justice and, League of the new. Well, Batman's in that too. Yes. Batman is in this. Is All right, like so, so you have three Batman. Actually, I guess Batman yeah. is in everything I'm suggesting. Yes, lots of Batman. <laughs> you well, you've been reading I'm really Marvel tempted. stuff yeah. all this time. You can't go wrong with Batman, David. Yeah, uh, I'm really tempted by the S&M Club, but I'm going to go with the, the Justice League. All right, Kinda, the origin I, of the new 52 I think I brought Justice a book League. to give you two. We can do that next time, though. Yeah, I'm so, back. I'm caught up on my homework, so I can only get one. All right. So if you guys want to read along with it, this is called Justice League Origins. It's the new 52 Justice League by Jeff Johns and Jim And Lee. I'm going to toss you some chew next week, so okay. don't read ahead. Oh. Don't read okay. ahead. Uh, oh, but also, real quick, we should take a break, but oh, you are The Walking Dave, and I want to hear yes. about Fear of the Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, what is the premise of the show? So this is a kind of like origin story, I guess, for The Walking Dead, because mm-hmm. the way that the comic originally started, the way the TV show starts, even the way that the game starts is like, it's during the zombie mm-hmm. epidemic. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah, like the Rick wakes up in a, after a coma. Mm-hmm. This is set like before it happens, just as it's starting to happen. That's so, yeah. I've heard it, people complain they're waiting for the first zombie for, for uh, most yeah. of the episodes. Well, so, I think people were said they were predicting to wait the whole season, but instead they just wait the whole episode. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. People know uh, no, nobody <laughs> no. knows what's happening, okay, which is kind okay. of that. That's cool. I like that. It's set in L.A. Also, which is kind of a marked departure from the rest of The Walking Dead, which has all been yeah, in Georgia. Could look less interesting. Yeah. Cheap place yeah. to film too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well, like Easy. it's in L.A., so you, there's kind of like social issues brewing, and um, mm. it, it's also. Sag protests. Yeah, yeah um, but it is it is a bit of a uh, the premiere was a ninety minute episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, you see a zombie in the first five minutes, and then you don't see another one till the end, sort of. And then there's really basically seventy five minutes of uh, basically like a story of a runaway kid who saw a zombie. Everyone mm. thinks he's crazy. Uh, it, that sounds it, like a lot of time. That sounds like a lot of stretching. Yeah, um, and like, and he's kind of in a nuclear fa- a nuclear <laughs> family spin-off. with. Not, uh, better not waste my time. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 kind of cool starting like seeing the the beginning elements mm. of the zombie apocalypse. Just like people like they they barely like, talk about that in the comics, right? Like the origin yeah. of the yeah, not the really. Well, I, they it, kind of don't. They like to leave it a mystery. Yeah, yeah. Like, like kids yeah. watching zombie attacks on their cell phones and things mm. like that, no. where like everything that, still works. It's just things are about to go. Uh, to crap. Does anybody yeah. say like, oh, this is just like a zombie movie? No. See, that's the that's what Shaun the Dead got right. Where they're like, yeah, we've People all seen say zombie that. movies. Yeah. Like, this is just like it's the same with. It's weird to think of like in the Godzilla movie that they all want to be so grounded and stuff. Yeah. But I would say like, oh, this is just like Godzilla. Like this thing looks like Godzilla, and <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like all those Godzilla movies. We've seen. Well, they, I don't think zombies existed in the Walking Dead's world because the, I like, think you never say that in your show or movie. You every, never say the word zombie. Every no, zombie in like this episode is not shot in the head. 
Mm-hmm. Like they're it's really, a person man. getting shot like fifteen times in the chest and like uh, yeah boy you really gotta realize learn, like, you gotta learn that lesson quick. <laughs> I see what you That also feels like they don't play enough video games. They feel like that they just trained us to think headshot duh. Yeah. Yeah, is this like an alternate universe where just you know there was never zombie fiction, there was never Resident <laughs> yeah. Evil, none of these things ever existed. <laughs> yeah. What would that world look like? Um, it seems like a character would be in business because if there's yeah, no right? re- there's no uh, Resident Evil and there's no Resident Evil Four, then there's no really no like that. The, the entire uh, yeah. there's like, no Wesker Paul video D- games. Just yeah. would be Paul so W. S. Anderson doesn't work. I feel like That's third, right. uh, third person shooters don't get as popular if Resident Evil Four wasn't there. That's true. Yeah. Gears of War. What, no, what would be out this week in the Walking Dead world? Yeah, everything just Super Mario. That sounds like a great. But then I like that Super Mario. You kill Goombas by jumping on their heads. People should know that the head is the weak point. Yeah. Right. All right. I'm seeing a theme here. Just video games don't exist in this world. (laughs) Even though they have they have great great uh, phones and that was weird though because they have fancy phones. Yeah. Uh, There's still a lot of product placement in this Walking Dead. uh, Yeah. There is more of a Hyundai. A lot of driving around because Hyundai like Sunday gas is still plentiful. You should know that I had to write a bunch of their stupid copy Um, for Walking Dead. But Um, the phones are weirdly modern because the show started like what five or six years ago, 2009 or something. Yeah, they were they were using pretty much the most modern. Is that, are they trying to be like, oh, maybe people in Georgia wouldn't have had the coolest phone in L.A.? Yeah. Like, is that's that what true. they're trying to say? Uh, maybe? Yeah. I, I could see that. A Galaxy T virus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, unless you have anything else. You I, want, I want to know, like, as someone who loves the comic and kind of hates the show, would you recommend this to me? No. 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 Okay. I don't know. It, it seems it's more it, of the show that you don't like. It took until, like, the very end of the episode for me to kind of care for the family that's at the center of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. It's really, really slow. Mm. All right, yeah, that's and that's a that's that's, I, that's a common complaint for the show in general. That's why like, I stopped Walking Dead. I was like, after once I was halfway into season two, I was like, yeah. this isn't getting better. I'm not liking this. <laughs> this doesn't like, have to like con- conform to any. Thing they've written before, mm-hmm. so hopefully they can go faster later and like have weird twists because they don't have to have a cameo or anything because it's kind of impossible. There's just been so many so, TV shows I am not watching. Real, I really shouldn't make time for Walking Dead. But. True, There's a lot of good things. If I'm gonna watch trash, I'll watch or sub trash. I'll watch Supergirl or whatever. I have to finish or Seinfeld. The Flash. The, the Seinfeld again. I'm you must almost halfway watched, through. Yeah. You must watch Seinfeld a million times. <laughs> and, and, and you, it's been like it's been like ten years. I would think I have not had over the every ten years. It's time for another Seinfeld booster yeah. shot. See? Basically, you know, it's like yeah. tennis shots. You know, every ten you. years. Now, when I've watched a couple, I'm like, oh, that's a video store. I'd have to explain what that is to people. Hey, just like oh, I was. I'm proud to say there's that episode where Kramer uh, quits getting mail and he's kidnapped by Wil- oh, Wolfer Brimley, yeah. and he's like, what are you going to do without the mail? Email. He's like, yeah, good for you, Kramer. Head of the game. Head of the game on this. I do hate the mail. Yes, hate the mail, too. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, there's a ton of news to discuss. Oh, goodness. And uh, also, your answers to last week's question of the week. And uh, nothing. That's enough. Oh, 
Hello, everybody, and thanks again for listening to Cave Crisis. Uh, we always appreciate all of your time and listening, and and the uh, you know you talking us up online, all the comments that we get on the articles, and not to mention all your support through Patreon at Patreon.com/LaserTime, which is the best way to directly support the show. You know, you give us a you know five dollars a month, just five dollars a month, and you get all this extra bonus content. Plus, you get to know you're helping us live our lives and make this our full time job, which we really do appreciate. So thank you very much. And uh, also, though, if you wanted to support us another way, there are a bunch of links to Amazon on this week's episode page and all over the site. If you buy the stuff we suggest or anything else through those links, a little bit of money kicks back our way at no extra cost to you. And you're getting the super low Amazon price you get on everything. I Come on. You're going to buy stuff on Amazon anyway. Buy through our links. If you've not yet subscribed and reviewed on iTunes. That's also really helpful and it helps make the show more visible. So please, please do that if you have yet to. I always like reading new reviews on iTunes as long as they're five stars. And lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week, which is the Black Panther book I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, but I want to say it again. Christopher Priest gets Black Panther. He really gets Black Panther. He made Black Panther into the super smart badass that he is, but also it's a very funny book too with this great comic relief character. It takes place in the late 90s, but it doesn't feel all that dated. It's just a great book that's been out of print for a very long time. Now is the time to pick it up. It's a really cool introduction to the Black Panther. I would really suggest picking it up. And now, back to the rest of the show. Welcome back. Yeah, we, we were just. Uh, Can we come in with Protoman? You yeah, picked let's do the Protoman. We came in with the Protoman. I saw the Protoman yeah. this week. No, it's the great. Protoman is great. I love them so much. Their music. They and they're like been produced by the guy who did that Batman musical. The, oh, the, the spec like. of Batman oh, musical we did on the, uh, a classic episode mm-hmm. of Cape Crisis. Mm-hmm. We were also hearing about how like Danielle is basically Batman in real life. Like, <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? The Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu and boxing, and, and, and also jogger. running all the time. Oh, that's like, right. I'm gonna run like ten miles tonight. Yep. Tonight? Wow. Like, not on a treadmill. Not a, no, 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 outside. In really? the park and maybe a little bit on the track. He's our stadium. Yeah, it's good. And you, are you training for like a half marathon or a marathon or something? Oh, or I mean, like, you doing so a Star I'm Wars always, marathon? For the fun I'm of always sort of in a point where I want to be able to run a half marathon anytime. So, like, I yeah. do a long run every couple weeks just to keep oh, that. Cool. And then otherwise, I do sprinting for boxing purposes. 
Nice. I, you need to get that cardio. I got to do something because I am like getting unstoppably fatter with every second. We, I, we can box. I, I, my girlfriend's been running. I'll hold some mitts for you. Like, I'm, I, that would be so embarrassing. You know how many times my pants have split just in my room yeah. recently? I'm not doing high kicks up in your hands. Yeah, yeah. The further you get into your 30s, the more your metabolism slows down. It's, yeah. it's, it's been fun. bad. It's been it's bad. Annoying. I blame those rolling rocks, though. <laughs> yeah, because I got I got like hammered off of two uh, like Ranger IPAs. It takes yeah. eighty rolling rocks to get me drunk. So, <laughs> so well, in the meantime, you're getting like two thousand calories. Yeah, it's yeah. like a brow sweat worth of alcohol, and the rest there of it is go. like fatty salt water. It's <laughs> shots. Yeah. you gotta go. You gotta go for more bang for your buck. I gotta get stuff. to the hobo pop off vodka. I'll, I'll go Mad get some dog, man. man. No, I'm gonna go back. I'm going. I'm oh, switching. I'm switching to pot. Switching oh, to pot. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Baby can go to sleep. That's I got you, got the, you got your green card for something, man. I have to renew it. Should would it be interesting to film the process? You should. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you can go in. You know, I like, should go. I we, me and you should go do it together. Because yeah. I I am not looking to be employed at a place of drug tests anymore. So <laughs> I, can just, I can't remember the last time I was at. I worked at the state and they didn't drug test me. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Some game publishers, when it says on their thing, like, oh, we drug test them. Ah. Yeah, I kind of believe you, Japanese yeah. company. I won't yeah. name. Uh. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh. I'm going to be an EMT again soon. So like, yeah. Whoa. Man. Wait, what? I, yeah, I used to be an EMT. Really? But I'm going to be again when I move to New York. I'm researching. You are Batman. Slacker. Yeah. I know. Like, no. <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, I don't wear a cool suit. <laughs> you know, I'm really missing that element. I don't have a cool cape. I got to get on that. You know? right, Someday you'll be driven to make your own suit and be like, <laughs> yeah, now it's like a, to- a tiny little yeah, red cape or something. The, the new Superman has jeans and a t-shirt. You're doing all right. That's right. right. You yeah. know, like, that's my uniform. Uh, well, all right. So getting into the news, um, speaking of Superman, we'll start off with that. There were dual Superman rumors in the last week. The first one was that George Miller will direct Man of Steel 2. Ooh. Which I love would, that his his he almost made a Justice League film. He did well. He made that <laughs> shitty like Fantastic Four stopgap. We're no, going. That's Roger Corman. Man. No, no, no. But like that that script was never really supposed oh, to be produced. Oh, the Justice League film. He was yeah, it was yes, like it was one of those bullshit things that they needed to keep in development in order yep. to keep oh, contracts to keep their in license. place. Yeah, something like that. License, I don't know what. Yeah. Maybe it's the the Superman guys who now have some limited rights to the character. Their maybe parents, grandparents created. Oh, actually, no. Superman is under that same deal because he's mm-hmm. been sued by the estates of Siegel and Schuster. Yes. And apparently, if they don't produce a movie in X amount of years, it goes back to the movie rights. Go back to the family. Mm-hmm. Which so that will never happen. You'll never so see. There will always be a Superman. <laughs> but movie. yeah, George Miller was attached to it, and like, dude, that guy did Happy Feet too before he did Fury yeah, Road. He sure did. I, before Fury Road, I was doubting him. I was me like, too. Yeah, he's the Happy Feet guy. He's the Babe Pig in the City some, guy, like, which is a great movie. But it's a cause I never thought I would champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, but old creatives oh, like yeah. I love. Oh, Scorsese! That was such a loud movie. I'm so proud of you. You still got that in you. Oh, yeah. way to go, George Miller! Well, still- it, well, yeah, it is. Still got it. Like Scorsese did probably his most like debaucherous uh, mm-hmm. youth in revolt film, like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Like that is oh, not yeah. the film. It's not of the an, work of a, like the film a of a seventy year old man. man who, Neither is Fury Road. But I would no. love to see his take on uh, Soups. Yeah. Or is it just Justice League? No, it is Man of Steel 2. He would do oh, Man of okay. Steel 2. Because there is no man... Even though Batman vs. Superman is technically Man of Steel 2 and picks up right after it in the same universe, it is it is not a, bat, a Superman solo film, mm-hmm. which they still plan to do, I guess. It is on the schedule. But then mm-hmm. again, the other rumor is... Uh, this was from IndieWire that they hear that Man of Steel 2 is indefinitely on hold. Oh, yeah, I oh, saw that. Which, I mean, 
I guess you get enough of Superman in like two Justice League films and Batman versus Superman. And I guess he'll just probably guest star in other stuff. Because what Henry Cavill going to do? He's not going to. I don't think he'll be doing Man any from Man from Uncle, from Uncle sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did that do poorly? Didn't do great. No. Who was, was that for? It was not a bad movie. I, Maybe it's it for England. Maybe it's not for It us. is what I hear. But like, but dude, I have. I don't know who it was for I, I know I, way <laughs> too much about shows from the 70s from staying at my cableist yeah. grandparents' house mm-hmm. in like the 80s. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Man from Uncle. I don't even know what yeah. it's about. I think you should blame Man from Uncle for not syndicating on Nick and Knight. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 We would have heard fault. of it. I just yeah. loved how presumptuous the trailer was. Like at the very end, it's like, you are codename Uncle. <gasps> and I'm like, what? what? I, 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 I vaguely know what you're talking did about. Did you expect a gasp from a 60-year-old baby boomer? Because <laughs> yeah. it didn't happen. They're yeah. not here to see Ant-Man. It's, there is something that bugs me about Guy Ritchie is when he casts stuff, it's like, it's all the same guys, but the women, he just gets, feels like he gets a, he a gets newer a new model one. of each, each woman. Yeah, each, yeah. Kind, of, kind of Five does years that. younger, five years the 2015 younger. 2015 model. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah, that's... Kind of, yeah, kind of literally. But how is uh, Henry Cavill in it? Is he's he... actually pretty good. Like, oh, you have seen? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I've seen this movie, and I actually thought it was it was quite good. It's just not very particularly, I guess, memorable. Like, it's yeah. a good spy thriller, you mm-hmm. know, and it's it's well done. They're all great in it. Every single person in the movie is playing a character from not their nationality. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw, like, Army Hammer is, like, like a Russian. Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, oh, God, what's her name? She was Ava in Wolfenstein. Ex Machina. Oh. I was Sorry. way off. No. Uh, I, I know you're talking. I did yes. see X. Ex- Sorry, and I apologize for for forgetting her name. But she's wonderful in this. Like mm-hmm. she's showing that's what like, that is? great. The, the blonde woman. Yeah. Okay. And she's sort of showing really great comedic chops in this mm. movie. There's a really great scene where you know she's trying to almost not exactly seduce the, the Russian agent, but she's bored and she wants to dance. And there's mm-hmm. this whole this whole scene that like really kind of shows off. Like she's she's got it. Like she can be very funny. You know, we're used to seeing her as like. Ava the Robot. Yeah. You know, kind yeah of. That's an excellent movie, by the way, oh, that yes. I need to plug again. It's please fantastic. Check that out. It's like 99 cents to rent on Amazon. Well, yeah. I already saw Spy this summer, so I don't need to see another spy movie, though. That's right not there. a spy movie. <laughs> I meant Ex Machina. No, I Ex mean, Ma- well, no, I was talking about Versus Man from Uncle. Though. No. Yeah. Like, Spy the is... Melissa McCarthy movie? Melissa spy? McCarthy Spy is oh, really yeah. good. Don't believe those it's trailers. One of the it is so much better than those... Like, according to the Metacritic and shit. The Man from Uncle and Spy could not sound... Like more completely, different. yeah, more different. <laughs> no, it's great because the comedians do action and mm. the action stars do comedy, and it works. Mm. Like it really works. That sounds great to me. Yeah. Jude Law yeah. actually gets to be funny. Jason Statham is hilarious in it. Like he is a physical comedian the whole time, and it also is this whole point of like being. It's about women and empowerment, and like how. Uh, she Melissa McCarthy just decided to take the role of like she got to be the secretary of of Jude Law because he kind of in a nice way convinced her to like yeah, just back me up we're a great team right when really she's she's good enough to be both her own a- secretary and an agent but mm. anyway uh, okay, I need, I need to see it I've, it's been it's, on my list it's for really a while. Good. it'll be out on in demand soon enough like, oh rad yeah because it was like a June movie, so it'll okay. be out in September. Not, but not far, yeah. Uh, all right, so Secret Wars hit at two big delays this uh, month. So there's a lot of talk of like, will the eighth issue even come out in November? Because it was supposed to come out in October, the just... week before all new Marvel starts sure. and the reboot starts, and now like the September issue has fallen a couple weeks. 
And so, like, the October issue must fall some more, too, if they're going to stick with the same artist. And then, to make it even nuttier, they've (laughs) added a ninth issue. So, it will now be a nine-issue miniseries, and the ninth issue comes out in December. Jesus Christ! So, Secret Wars The summer event is extending into the... Yes. All right, why not? We live in San Francisco. We don't have seasons anyway. (laughs) But I I hate it. Every time I try and keep up with that series, I have to go back and reread the last issue because it's been, like, over a month since anything's happened. It's been so long and not enough stuff happens in each issue. Dan, are you doing any Secret War stuff? I have not yet, but, you know, again, I'm hearing all these Mm -hmm. things about it, so I'm like, all right. There's a bunch of peripheral stuff that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I would say, you know what, because you say you enjoyed Lumberjanes so much. I did, The the co-creator of Lumberjanes, Noelle Stevenson, is writing this great book, uh, Runaways. Like, If you've heard of Runaways, Runaways was a great book from about a decade ago. Mm -hmm. Joss Whedon. Uh, Joss Whedon and and Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, With Brian K. Vaughn, before he was the Brian K. Vaughn, he wrote this... He wrote this book that was basically supposed to be like, uh, they Marvel was like, uh, if kids are reading this manga stuff, let's just make a thing that's like a manga. And sure. So that's what Runaways was. And it was like a huge sleeper hit. And, and It's really good. And it's really great. And nice. then Joss Whedon took it over when Brian K. Vaughn quit mm-hmm. it. And it was a really great book. And now this reboots it with kind of a Hunger Games type thing to it. And with, uh, with other side characters don't get a lot. Like Jubilee's really cool in it too. And there's... Uh, oh, also, like, big man on campus is Winter Soldier. Like, he's the senior <laughs> who's, like, bossing. I did, I did get uh, those issues, by the way. Thank you to Tim, Chris, and Sean. And, yeah, thank you for the comic codes. Uh, but, yeah, just the Secret Wars, Secret Wars is extending. They, they tried to put a good spin on it. Mm-hmm. The Secret Wars is extending past when the reboot starts. Because That's the October crazy. reboot is going to be a reaction to Secret Wars. And they were meant to be done with Secret Wars before it starts. But the way they put it, like... Well, you know, in the original Secret Wars, um, actually, they flash forward a bunch, and then you had to figure out what happened by reading Secret Wars, so this is just like it. So, you yeah, assholes. That's their <laughs> cover for it. Um, so there is big rumors that uh, that Aunt May will make her Marvel Cinematic debut in Civil War as well. Whoa. So that's another character to it. And I this was a rumor before, and this is, continues to be the rumor, that it's going to be Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Ooh, which, interesting. I was yeah. going to be upset because I love Sally Field so much. Uh, so I'm, I'm a two minds on this. That like To me, the classic Aunt May is a... Tottering old woman on the oh, edge of Marissa death. Tomei is and Marissa Tomei is fifty-two. Early. She, she's oh. not yeah. very old. Yeah, that's well. Right. Though sadly, in Hollywood casting terms, <laughs> a fifty-two-year-old right, right. woman thirty yeah. equals grandma. Yes. right. Of course, I mean she this, is on her career death. Yes, this is that because I know you're thrown off because you're watching Seinfeld. Yes, yes, and a, she's yeah. Well, no. That joke on, I mean, that joke on 30 Rock where uh, uh, Maroney, Jenna Maroney, when she admitted she was over 40, mm. that she, she was only cast as like a dying mother and right. stuff. Like, right. That is actually the reality that is of. exactly how it is. Well, that's, you know, there's that amazing Amy Schumer skit that sort of went viral. <laughs> last that was like, fuckable your last, day. last fuckable day. Yeah. And it was, you know, I love Elaine that. from Seinfeld. Who is friend. nowhere near her. That, that sketch was all wrong. Well, she, they're all beautiful. I cannot believe how, how well, crazy. Then, yeah, that's the. But yeah. again, you're watching Seinfeld in the 90s. But I've also, but I was no, also I, watching yeah, the 80s episodes of SNL with her on it. She looks exactly the fucking same right yeah. now. Yep, she does. That woman has same. aged crazy well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though also, oh man, the 12 Angry Men inside Amy. Oh, that was the best One of the thing. greatest things still ever. still like oh. the best half hour of comedy this entire year. Easy. Yeah. We got uh, a lot called sexist a lot for uh, defending yeah. Amy Schumer's show because she made a joke. Uh, uh, I don't know. I let's can't not even up, get into that. Honestly, let's not even get into that. That's always a... No, I that, though, up. I mean, that Mr. Poopy Butthole episode of Rick and Morty is <laughs> uh, a pretty good half hour, too. Uh, oh, that was 
good. I love that one. That that Hulk musical. I have not seen it yet. I've never seen. He apologizes that you don't have any bad memories of him. (laughs) But but anyway, yeah. Poor Marissa. Poor Marissa Tomei. That she she is still wanting to be a working actress in her fifties. But you're right. It may is a feeble old lady that you're supposed to like. Yeah. The a human being that you're you are at every time at every point. Worried about her her ability yeah. to stay alive. Yeah. In classic uh, Spider Man books, is she she was an eighty year old woman yeah. raising a teenager. Like that is her character. But I don't know how in important the ultimate it is. verse she is like late early sixties more so is how you would cast her. So it's a little closer. Same. Sally Field has seen her do a lot of crazy stuff in the Smoking the Bandit yeah. series. Mm. Though I also read a, something pointing out that how what was it that it's that Robert Downey Jr. is the same age as. This other <laughs> actor, like, no, yeah, well, yes, close he to is. it. He's in his late forties now. Yeah. He's not fifty yet. I thought he was. But, in his, I thought he was in his fifties. No, because I read an interview with him saying, like, when I hit fifty, I really don't want to be doing action stuff anymore. But <laughs> so he's this close, but this still, that he gets to be action. But yeah, the hits. He gets to be Iron Man, but like no woman over thirty gets to be any superhero. Oh my god, it's, that's it's, so gross. Yeah. There won't be an Uncle Ben, right? Because they're just going to skip that. part They say of the he'll just be dead. They're like, we're not going to kill Uncle Ben again for the third, fourth time. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. more of this. Good. Oh, by the way, I was watching it because it's he's gonna... fifty years old. Okay, he's fifty. She's fifty-one. But, it, but she has to be doddering old him. But he's right. playing the center of the Marvel universe, and yeah. she's playing the oldest person. The, in the, old, Marvel the old ninety-year-old See, lady. But yeah. Also, I gotta say, mild Avengers spoilers if you haven't seen Ultron yet. But like, Jesus. Linda Cardellini has to be a good degree younger than Hawkeye, right? So? Like Jeremy Renner, I gotta. So maybe it's just actually she mid-40s, was mid forties. Yeah, the, Freaks and Geeks was like well, fifteen years ago. Actually, now yeah. I think about it, she was in her late twenties in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. She was the only one of the non-teens cast on the show mm-hmm. playing a teen. So, all right, I could it's be to watch there. that movie again. By the way, uh, I can't wait to watch Age of Ultron again. Oh, but also the um, I was going to bring this up because it's leaving Netflix <gasps> very soon. So guys, check it out: Spider Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> Is that Whoa. what? It's, what TV it's show the nineteen eighty two one where he teamed up with Firestorm and Iceman. Yep, it's been on Iceman. Wow. Oh, on Netflix all the time, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's—I uh, mean, it's so corny. Okay, we're definitely yeah. getting that marijuana card. But <laughs> if you were to watch, if you were to watch, I still say, if you were to watch Amazing Friends versus mm-hmm. other 1981-82 superhero cartoons like Super Friends, Amazing Friends is way better and way more on point <laughs> and traditional. Like Iron Man or Spider Man's origin when they did that episode is actually very accurate. Like it is almost like scene for scene. And Aunt May is played by June Foray, which is Ooh, very, doing her great mob with us? Talk nice. about too young for the role. I have no <laughs> idea who this is. Uh, she's like the hundred-year-old lady who's the voice of Rocky the Squirrel and like oh, basically wow. every Natasha Fatal, every female character in the Looney Tunes universe. Yeah, nobody the, else has Granny. ever done. She is still kicking. Yeah, yep, oh, yep. that's which wonderful. Means, Good for she her. She was last in Ducktales. Is Magic of a spell, as far that's as I right. can tell. Yeah, um, and she was. Featured, and that was yeah, that was only two years ago. Yeah. And she was in the uh, I know that voice documentary that yep. John DiMaggio did. She I think she's still doing it. Awesome. Her and Alan Young can't believe it. Can't believe it. Yeah, good but, for her. All right, mm-hmm. but into the other new. But yeah, anyway, guys, watch Amazing Friends just to see how what a good superhero <laughs> cartoon was in my youth. Like, <laughs> oh, this was the nice. good one. Um, oh, and the other cool thing was that there, uh, the guys behind Private Eye, that book I, I really love, the other Brian K. Vaughn book, yes. that's awesome with Marcus Martin. Uh, they are. T- Teasing that they're going to do a new limited series soon that they'll release the same way, which is just DRM free. DRM free. Pay what you want, mm. and if you think this is worth a dollar, just give us a dollar. If you think it's worth ten, give us ten, and it goes directly to us. No middlemen, nice. nowhere. Though 
I was excited at that Image Expo yeah, we were at yeah. that, that they announced they're doing a print version because it's still, as much as I love Private Eye, it just doesn't feel real if I can't have like Til a hard cover on my shelf. Yeah. yeah. It mm. just doesn't oh, man. feel real. That is yeah. something I'm struggling with a little bit right now is getting mm. used to having, you know, comics on the iPad because we're moving. Mm. Yeah. We're getting rid of every like it's there's a lot of stuff we got a lot of stuff you we're giving a away garage sale? Uh, we're, we're basically like making a free box just being really? like here <laughs> take I wanna, things I unless you want some stuff box. yeah <laughs> seriously I'll tell you where it is <laughs> I'll be like here's a secret free box and god I just love paper I just love yeah. having a book in my hands and, and yeah. especially for art you know especially for comics like like having you know the physical sort of yeah, yeah it's also uh, I'm getting more used to it but reading the panel by panel guided view is so different from just my brain was programmed like okay I see all of this page and now I look yeah. to the panel and like scanning a page four panels instead of just having a panel fly at me you want to hear something yeah. tragic mm-hmm. uh, co- reading comics on my iPad has become so preferred mm-hmm. uh, I rearranged my room about six months ago uh, and I did, it took me another two months to realize Let's go to bed. Check out this new uh, graphic novel. Uh, I did not rearrange my room in a way that light can get to uh, oh. a book okay. in my yeah. bed, and like it, it is not almost impossible to read a physical book in, oh my like God. in my bed where it is right now. It has to have its, its own light source. It would have to be like a snake light or yeah. something like that. Oh man, uh, a Game Boy light. I yeah, was, seriously. I was a little ashamed by that. Like I cannot read a physical book in my room at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I read so much in the iPad anyway. Who's this? Even though, man, that new Comixology app every time it confuses me more and more. Every I time like I, open it. It up. I, I kind of prefer it honestly. I think it's it's slicker. Yeah, it, it, it lets you know what you downloaded sooner. Like, I, 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 that's what I have a problem finding. Like, where's the stuff that I bought recently and want to read right now, but you won't show in a store like interface because you don't want to give iTunes money. Well, because you money. can't buy it through a store because then iTunes will get a cut. And but I already bought it and I can't go. see it yeah. and I feel like it's... I have. I was at the age... I went through puberty when the internet came into existence. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> don't like the start of this story. Uh, technology <laughs> is scary to me, but it doesn't mystify me and I can't stand feeling like that. It's like my, my parents... Uh, the Comixology app made me mm. feel that way this Has week. Has Comixology said how that's worked out for them? Like, moving no, away from No, I doubt they ever will. Nah. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it makes them... I just want them to combine with Kindle, like... Yeah. They're, they're, they will price things the same. If there's a sale on books on Comixology, it'll also be on sale on Kindle. But they really just need to combine those libraries and just have, like, everything I bought on Comixology just be a Kindle thing. Mm. But I bet there's a ton of red tapes and contracts for that to get that's through, awesome. but... Yeah. Bullshit. It makes crap. me. I do want to. I'm considering getting a Kindle Fire again. Or no. should, should I just get an iPad? Get an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. iPads are good. They're good yeah. for games too. That's yeah. Fun. It's pretty. a platform that supports everything. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't define who you are as a person, Hank. All right, so let's get to the question of the week replies here from last week's Please. question of the week, which was, what's the funniest comic you remember reading? Dude, there were the so many cool comics? panels in the forum thread. Like People mm-hmm. po- posted like full pages of stuff yeah. to prove how yeah. funny books it was were. So, yeah, so you need to go there to really read them. But uh, before we get into that, Danielle, what would you say? Oh Do you God. have an answer for that? Stop. Mm. You can think about it. We can come yeah, back let me think about that. it. Right. Let me think about it. Okay, well. So, Literal funny books. Um, starting off, there was uh, there were definitely several people saying um, sex criminals in there. There were several. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying, like, uh, not, just the, not just the interior stuff, but also the sex tips that are in the back of each issue. Yeah. Which, it's pretty good. Read, I've never read a single issue. Oh, I love that. Well, they even sell a side book called Just the Tip. Which, really? <laughs> which is all the tips from the book. I thought you were just talking about the tips in the first issue, which I, I go back when I want a, a, de- a neat laugh. 
<laughs> that girl in the bathroom stall teaching her all the sex moves that uh, don't that was, exist, yeah. like oh slamming your dick in a door window, yeah. the yeah. Dutch microwave. I do um, feel like um, I, as, <laughs> so as, a, as a man who reads comic books, it was very rare for me to see a story about a woman's sexual awakening as opposed to a dude's. Sure. Um, so Jar said, this is going to be such a stock answer, but the last one that legitimately made my face change shape while reading was Saga. Mm. I can't rightly remember how much I laughed at my Powdered Toast Man number one comic back in the day, though. <laughs> uh, and then o- Obi Sean Kenobi says, Dan Slot She-Hulk run, the perfect mix of comedy along with great continuity nods that I loved. I still read that once a year and catch new jokes. Uh, John Wizzle says, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Which, yeah, uh, that, is that really was really fun. One. Uh, the running gag of Mach 7 constantly getting his wings caught on doors and windows <laughs> and meowing every time. Raccoon Hale says Hawk Guy, or Hawk Hawk guy. Um, has been at times one of the funniest comics out there, also one of the darkest. Really, really great comic all around. But also the latest Deadpool series before Secret Wars was really great, especially the start when he has to hunt down and kill all the, the evil pre- undead presidents, presidents of the United States. <laughs> yep. Kelshaw says, Chip Zdarsky's other books are getting all the attention, but for me the funniest book is his one with Kagan McLeod, McLeod Captara, Captara. Which I've had suggestions for before. It's this really out there book, but uh, I'll just see, read their explanation. It's a half fantasy, half sci-fi book that's a perfect uh, vessel for Chip's humor, perfectly illustrated by McLeod. My personal favorite scenes are with the totally gross Smurf Goblin MRA <laughs> mashups <laughs> called the Glomps that are just perfect in how disgusting they are. I did, and he put a panel in there of the Glomps saying like, we don't need women, we just we just draw sexy pictures for each other. And then, <laughs> and then Carpata is just laughing and just like, boy, the repression here. It's, it's, it's like, oh, so you're these totally straight guys who draw sexy images for each other to get each other <laughs> off okay <laughs> nothing wrong with that uh, and Mouse Kick <laughs> says going to have to go with Jim uh, Jeff Smith's Bone with the runner up being Rob Schrab's Scud the disposable yeah. fashion Bone is a great uh, my voice is feeling me now alright this is Bone Bone is a really good all ages <laughs> book like it's a really fun funny book it, that is I don't know what you call read. it but it, that might be my favorite art style yeah. All time. I mean, it is like cartoony as all hell. It, and... It's super Disney-ish, but also serious yeah. fantasy when it needs to be. Yeah. So ah, yeah. Transmetropolitan is a funny book. I was book. thinking, I'm, yeah. I was trying to think of a very specific thing yeah. in Transmetropolitan. Because that's like my stock answer, like just thinking about it in the back of my head. But I'm trying to think of like what gag has really made me like guffaw. Well, I have a couple <laughs> I brought it up because I'm oh. recommending it to the, the funniest comic I've read in a long time was God Hates Astronauts. It is really, really funny. Uh, I've got to show you a panel before you leave this time. Right, It'll right. make you laugh. Just a panel. Uh, Coupon the Movie says Unbeatable, <laughs> <laughs> Unbeatable <laughs> Squirrel Girl That's good. Unbeatable, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl has taken the top spot on my list of funny superhero books. It's right up there with Next Wave as the funniest Marvel comic, which Next Wave is off. That's also Warren Ellis' book. Nice, right? nice. Yeah, so. Awesome. Uh, and uh, says in terms of non-superhero stuff Tales designed to thrizzle has never ever uh, uh, let me down when it comes to funny and Mike, Michael Kupperman's absurdist nonsense just makes me giggle and he has some links to his funniest ones I'd never heard of uh, that book me before me neither I'm going to check that out you had me a thrizzle 
And then the last one is Alcoholocaust. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Uh, my pick would be formerly known as the Justice League and its sequel, I Can't Believe It's Not the Justice League. <laughs> uh, Maxwell Lord tries to base a superhero team for hire in a suburban strip mall, but his plan is met with hostility by the locals. Can reluctant heroes Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Fire Elongated Man, Captain Atom, and Mary Marvel convince Max to stop the madness? <laughs> Yeah, those the the Justice League books. Those Justice League books about they were originally called Justice League International. Mm-hmm. They are so funny. They were always hilarious. And one of the best things about it is the artist Kevin McGuire. He gets facial expressions better than anybody. Like I don't know nice. what he does, but like it adds eight the eight times the humor to him. Just the different facial expressions <laughs> you'll never see in comics, and it gets the emotion out so much. The the one joke I remember the best from it recently was that from that run was that uh this this guy elongated man was like oh you're a six out of ten people were telling him like on a look scale he's like no i'm not and then his wife was like yeah you kind of are six out of ten he's like but but i'm as good as plastic man uh, but anyway it's a really funny book I, i'd look those up i don't know if dc has kept them in print but they were they were a lot of fun and they were especially fun they came out at the time of identity crisis which is when dc got as dark and mean as it ever did when like like well what if this character was also like a serial killer and this one was like a rapist like eh, eh, yeah, i don't yeah. know uh, they they was like grim and gritty for the sake of it to That's be the serious. wrong kind of death the grim dark yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just grim dark bullshit and so then you had this book justice formerly known as justice league just having fun it was it was a really nice change of pace okay danielle do you have uh I, i'm thinking transmetropolitan and i'm trying yeah. to think of like god i'm trying to think of like one moment I, th- I think early on he sort of meets a cat and uh he uses the cat's uh urine to <laughs> basically get rid of someone i won't spoil the joke but it's pretty good <laughs> especially the cat's expression it's just this you know really fierce feral cat yeah. And at, when I was a kid, I always was thinking, like, I'd love one of those glasses to take pictures all the time. And now I just oh, like, yeah. that's horrible. I don't want that shit. <laughs> I don't want anyone to have that technology. Wearable tech scares you, buddy. Yes. It's going it to happen. Does. I don't like it. Uh, oh, there was another funny one I read that I did want to mention. Well, I liked it a lot as a kid. Uh, Evan Dorkin's stuff and his yeah. dork books were lots of fun milk and cheese. But he just did basically the finale of the Eltingville Club. I thought I saw something about and that. And the final issue of it, nothing had changed about the Eltingville club but it didn't make me laugh anymore because it was too fucking real oh, God. oh man so Bas- yeah. So, I, I don't, do you, are you uh, familiar with the Eltingville Familiar Club? in general, but I'm not actually, you know. Yeah, so they were just, they were mocking comic book fanboys. And it was a club of four angry, sex-starved, pissed-off <laughs> fanboys yeah. who all hate each other and everyone else. And they're all, in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was before podcasting. Now oh, they would have a podcast. God. but And so, as an angry 14-year-old who could <laughs> laugh at himself, I did like reading those books, but also sure. knowing that they were worse than me. But so... <laughs> So he flashes forward in the book, and so they, like, break up, and then they meet now. And mm-hmm. when they meet now as adults, it's fucking gross. I saw a pan- it's not I, funny I saw anymore. a panel from it that was definitely one of those, like, ah. They meet up at Comic-Con, and, like, one guy is saying, like, yeah, now I get to work on all these sex horror films, and I can have sex with the groupies. I'm like, Ugh. But But yeah. the point is, Dorkin wants to gross you out. He wants to say, like, yeah, these guys are fucking disgusting. They always <laughs> were. Why did you like them? <laughs> and, and then... Yeah. And then it really get it really hit a button for me when one guy brings his girlfriend to the thing uh, to meet up with them, and they are immediately like, "Girlfriend, we don't need a girl here." And then, oh man, he, then yeah. she's just like, "Well, what? Why?" He's like, 
you you didn't even get the Ghostbusters car right. You called it the Ghostbusters car. It's the Ecto One. And, yeah. and then she's <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, you should be. And then he and she's like, okay, please tell me this bullshit. And then he just <laughs> and it was it was it hurt to read right. honestly. All right, so let's get on to this week's question of the week. This week's question of the week, uh, based on me watching Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, yes. not nice. counting Batman the animated series or oh. anything oh, like curses. good quote unquote. <laughs> what is your favorite like underrated or I guess a superhero cartoon you watch as a kid that you have a soft spot for, even if it maybe isn't good by today's standards? I would I would say I I was obsessed with the Fantastic Four and mm-hmm. like um, I think pre X Men cartoon and we found we just had a mom and pop video rental store and like here's a Fantastic Four mo- cartoon it's here and it's rented let's come back every week until we find it and then we get it and it's uh, who the fuck is Herbie oh, uh, yeah. and, but it's like we watched it over and over again we made we made some uh, copy, illegal copies of the tapes mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stand up because I, I didn't see it as a kid but I, I want to rewatch Spawn yeah HBO just, Spawn right? HBO Spawn you know I realized that it had, it had more episodes than I thought and I'd only watched the first six so seasons. maybe it's better than I thought it was but, yeah I don't uh, think it, it probably is, is. It's, just, no. it's just exceptional because I don't think there's another cartoon like that anywhere it's, it is for America to, yeah but it's weird to go back and watch HBO stuff before they had Sopranos when they yes. realized what they wanted to be like that's the same with like Oz is great but then when they got Sopranos Oz, Mr. Show all the mm-hmm. shows are like man we don't need this we got Sopranos we need prestige yeah. man yeah uh, anybody else want to oh man well if the Ninja Turtles count that's yeah. definitely mine I, for a long time in my childhood I'm not sure if I said this last time but I dressed as a Ninja Turtle wherever I went wow. <laughs> or at least I thought I did because I put on like bands and my elbows and my knees and like had a uh, you know I had a mask I oh, refused so cool. to go out in public without these things <laughs> because awesome. I was a, I told people I was a Ninja Turtle like oh, I I, so I, like, I was young only green or oh, no, no, I, I went with different colors you know mm-hmm. it depended on my mood okay it's like <laughs> orange and purple, or... basically orange yeah. and purple, occasionally. Red. Oh, it's raining. Raff. Yeah. yeah, this is so Danielle is a six-year-old. This is what I was like. In case you're curious, I was so obsessed is, with that amazing. series. Uh, yeah, I I love that show. I watched this on too. Day. I think I'm gonna say Banana Man. Banana Man. Banana. Uh, this, that yeah. was back in the day. A weird British that import. and Danger Mouse were like back yeah. to back yeah. on Nickelodeon. My sister bought me the first them, season. Yeah. I wonder if it's worth a like. Uh, it's probably what a Phenomenon. Uh, Danger Mouse. Oh, Danger but Mouse. like when Nickelodeon came out, they had no original programming. They were importing shows from across the pond yeah. that Americans mm-hmm. hadn't seen before, like Danger Mouse. But they also didn't have any commercials. <laughs> uh, so they, I think Danger Mouse ran about thirty minutes, and then they had house ads in between mm-hmm. as commercials. Yeah. And so in order to make the time, they'd show Banana Man. It was a short cartoon yeah, that came shorter. on. At, yeah. Only after Danger Mouse. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it. So in, well, it was a good programming, too, because you fit together the British accents. Yep. As a kid, I never recognized the... Uh, I recognized British accents as mm-hmm. not what people sounded like in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But for some <laughs> sure. reason... I couldn't tell the difference between like the Yankee accent or Northern accent or whatever. I couldn't tell the difference between that and the Canadian accent you see on UK yeah. TV yeah. on television. Nice. Yep. Oh, moose. Oh, moose. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you? <laughs> I, I Alistair. Okay. Uh, well, well, my favorite, uh, you know, I did talk about the Spider-Man Amazing Friends, mm-hmm. but I did like it a lot. And going back to it, it did teach me like all this stuff about Marvel continuity. They have all these guest stars on it. They mm-hmm. 
teach you Doctor Strange's. They show Iron Man. They've got the X Men. He's the Sorcerer Supreme. And on top of that, like Stanley does voiceover on it, so it might be the first time I ever hear Stanley's grandfatherly voice say like the Mary Marvel tradition. Tell me I have Stan. I don't have Stanley. I'm going to tweet about this. Uh, oh my god, you heard it. Oh, uh, all right. Okay, so that's uh, that's about the end of this. Let's get into the plugs. Then let's start with our guest first. Oh goodness. Well, you can find me on uh, Polygon.com. I do a lot of video production. I write movie reviews often. Oh. Agent Forty Seven was my last one. Woof. Oof. Also, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, uh, Danielle R I D A N I E L L E. Following them. And also, I'm on the Idle Thumbs podcast. Just IdleThumbs.net. That'll get you there. Also, a lot of weird URLs will get you there. But IdleThumbs.net will definitely get you there. Cool. Have you seen the Fantastic Four film? Oh my lord. No, but I have watched the like 80 minute like breakdown of everything that happens in it. So I feel I feel like I've had this. Makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I well, Agent 47 almost seems like the same type of deal where Fox is like feels like Fox is making it just to make it to not be able to lose the license. A little like, bit. It sucks because like I, we can talk about this some other time, but I feel like you can make a good Hitman movie for a million dollars and not have <laughs> yeah. to make a big, terrible action movie and the mm. actors in it deserve better than what they got because they were mm. all really giving it their mm. all and were not sucking. Yeah. That's the same <laughs> I felt about the original Hitman, Timothy Oliphant. Yes, like, he's absolutely. So great and I love Still Deadwood so much. Movie. Have you seen Deadwood? The, yes. Oh, I've, I've been to Deadwood and saw De- all the oh gravestones of the actual people. Whoa. In North Dakota? I have. I've wow. been to every state except for I think there are 11 states I've never been to. <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've been to every single except the fifth of them. It's more states than I've been to. I guess so. Okay, but Chris, uh, you have plugs. Uh, this week's Laser Time, we talked a ton about underrated movies, which mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect it to create an awesome discussion underneath. Oh yeah, I have not we seen can totally so much. Just do another episode. Yeah, that, I've been I've been pouring through those comments. I can't wait to do uh, bonus time about that. Um, Video game apocalypse this week. We're talking. Oh my god, top five what, Dave's? Uh, uh, shitty. Oh, good, uh, good stories good story, and bad gameplay. games. Um, oh, nice. Uh, this week's Patreon bonuses. Uh, a great episode of Bonus Time with our friend Evan, who uh, just come just is visiting America again after living in Japan for two years. Oh, sweet. Um, Talking Simpsons. Talking Simpsons. Uh, uh, Bob Mackie hosted a, a show where we talk <laughs> nice. about every episode of The Simpsons in order for about twenty to thirty minutes. So it's not a commentary. We pull a bunch of clips, give you a bunch of trivia, try and. Uh, set the it's mood for you it's a supplementary nice. thing uh, these like Henry and Bob have watched the commentaries like eight times so they, know, <laughs> they know more about yeah. the, like the behind the scenes than you would think uh, and that is Homer's night out right after Marge's uh, escapade and in infidelity Homer uh, goes viral before the internet how kids you just gotta see yeah, it or listen to it. <laughs> uh, this is what it was like in 1989 when the show was produced like, and again we do our Monday night movies we did free uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for everyone so you can still see that on youtube.com can you believe it's been 20 years yep. oh. Wow. And uh, we're doing Star Wars next week, and also on YouTube, we streamed Until Dawn. Oh, uh, we, fantastic. Yeah, really yeah. fun. Oh my God, I got to see that. And we streamed, what did we stream today? After? Oh, for the shit show, oh. Metroid Other M. It's officially shitty. It's, the, and it's, the, yeah. it's, oh, it's so been good. five years since it started being shitty, yep. Yep. so that's why we played yep. it. And then Mega Man Legacy Collection, too. The Nintendo yep. stream, Mega Man Legacy Collection, and just plugging, we don't have a Fantastic Four review, but we did review the Slamtastic Four, the <laughs> Denny's menu, uh, yep. and so if you want to see that us. video, man. Uh, yeah, that, that food made me shit my brains out, so. Well, uh, also, please, po- please click play yeah. because it was not worth. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been worth.
worth it. Uh, <laughs> and also, posts on the site, I did one on the uh, recently revealed concept art from the Fantastic Four film that they didn't use. It shows you, like, Doctor Doom's castle that they uh, would have had oh, in the man, fucking movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. same with, I did an article on underrated 90s superhero cartoons, too. You can read that. It's not live at the time recording, but I swear. <laughs> when, when It'll read be it. there. And, uh, <laughs> now you have incentive. And yeah, yeah I said it. I, well, or I can just edit it out. Anyway. Yeah. And Dave, you did uh, Cheap Popcast. Yes, we uh, all did it. Yeah, so uh, this week was SummerSlam, which is uh, WWE's second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Uh, we, we talked about all the stuff that went on with that this weekend. Uh, Henry, NXT you and I just, over too. Yeah, you and I just did a Patreon commentary for, uh, for a wrestling match, which is at the $10 level. You get that every other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I've written a bunch of things, too. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary of Better Off Dead. So I wrote a, huh. about nice. uh, John Cusack's uh, seven most nice guy roles. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Of course, Lloyd Dobler's number one. Yeah, he's he's the de- the very dictionary definition of it. Though I was surprised. He's a pretty nice guy in Con Air, too. But that's kind yeah. of... Yeah. Surprising. He's just not as nice as Nick Cage. Yeah. But. Don't hit women. <laughs> Greatest line ever. <laughs> oh, boy. All or right. he murders two men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a All violent right. man. Yeah. All right, so... It's been fun. It's always fun to have you here. Thank I, you. I, I, Thank I, you so much. Guys. Glad we got you one more time before you before you leave town. Oh yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be here another month, and then I'll, I'm sure I'll be uh, coming in and out. Yeah, know, like a ghost. Uh, sort yeah, of so if we if we can't get you one more time before before you leave, let's oh let, yeah, let us know when you're back. In I'm town. always love down. Yeah. Back. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank All you guys. Right. It's always fun. All right. And until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior.